What's up, nerds? I'm Plaggy. Today on Load Screen, our topic is Design a Warfront. Didn't know what else to call that, so calling it that. And today's story is Feather and Claw, the story of a druid by... Well, it's by me. Please listen to it anyway. Please? Warning. The following podcast may contain adult language and crude humor. If you are sensitive to such things, this may not be the right show for you. Listener discretion is advised. Crap. I'll be in game in a minute. I'm stuck on a load screen. Hey, hey, I'm Plaggy, and uh, this is Load Screen. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Terarts? I am wonderful. How are you doing? Pretty great, and pretty grateful that we're not doing this live right now. If, if people want to know what that's about, I just had to edit out something stupid I just did. But that's okay. You'll never know what it was. It, uh, trust me, it wasn't It wasn't anything worth anything. It was boring. So how's your week been, Terarts? What's been going on? It's been busy, um with the wow stuff i mean we had the patch that dropped which i'm sure we'll talk about later uh -huh. so just trying to round out some things there um and then lfrs are still terrible like do it with a group people i can't stress this enough don't go in there by yourself because you're going to hate it find a friend make them do lfr with you um but other than that just busy work life kid the usual what about you what have you been up to this week not a whole hell of a lot you know i uh like I said, work weekends, that's not great, but so I've been I've been having a lot of time to um, try to find new projects to narrate. I'm trying to get that into an actual career, but it takes time. So between that, just been playing games and, you know, being a straight up freaking G. Oh, oh my God, this is awesome. Okay, when this happened, I could not wait to share it on the podcast. Um, I was at Walmart, just, you know, getting Walmart stuff. And I happened to find an Overwatch snapback hat. Uh, guess how much I paid for this thing? I don't know how much. I want you to guess. Seven fifty. Uh, lower. Two more guesses. Three fifty. Lower. Two dollars. I paid a dollar for oh an officially God. licensed Overwatch hat because it was on clearance. Like, I would not have bought it if it weren't that low. That's so awesome. That is crazy. Even for Walmart, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, to get this out of the way, because it's something that I'm going to forget to say if I don't say it now. Um, Y'all might have noticed that this is the second of two episodes to drop today. That is both accidental and on purpose. There were some things that happened in life last couple of weeks that prevented me from editing and releasing last week's episode excuse me so i just oh god that tasted gross so i just put it out with today's episode um please don't hate me but the way i see it we don't have a very big audience at least not right now so those who do listen thank you very much um but it's not like we're telling an entire room full of people to go fuck themselves right yes right. yes not now at least maybe someday we'll look back at these episodes and be like oh these are gems yeah we'll probably look back at like i, I feel like it's gonna take a few episodes before we get a proper back and forth going and then you know life will happen 
Anyway, we're getting too far away from the from the show here. What if what have you been up to specifically in gaming this last week? I have run some more raids and still am mountless when it comes to Invincible and um, the one that drops from Firelands. I don't even want to know how far I am on running these yet. I don't think the mount exists except for every now and then someone on Twitter goes, oh my god, look what dropped today. And I'm like, ha ha ha, fuck you. Um, I love you, but damn it. The, when you say the one from Firelands, do you mean the, the fiery bird? Any of them? I think there's two that drop from Firelands. Because I, I got like a rare two. fiery bird from Elisrazar. God. And I did not know it existed, and it dropped one day, and I'm like, oh, <sighs> and I don't use it. I I try to remind myself I'm lucky because I have the Pandarian challenge mode um, birds. The fe They're not pheasants, they're. Phoenix? Oh, yeah, phoenixes. That's the word. I was yeah, going to Phoenixes are hawks. definitely not. That's hair. Um, and a pheasant can't really. What? A pheasant? Words are hard today. But How do you, you confuse a phoenix for a pheasant? It was a f sound. I just went with the f. So you're we, running around. You're running around on your Pandaland pheasants. I, I think I've seen I you. I would. On ride the heck out of that can you imagine it'd be fine for a goblin but can you imagine like a little panda just like this titanium mechanical pheasant oh it'd be great that'd I be want incredible but i assume those are every time i see you in game that seems to be the kind of mount you're on is that pretty much your go-to mount it is it is i um transmog turarts once i haven't ever since and it went with the transmog i had set once and haven't touched since um now i just equip the gear and go with it but man you're missing yeah, out on a lot of fun well i think someday someday i'm gonna do a stream where i'm gonna be like all right chat here are my my pieces that i have gathered which is probably not that many or very eclectic pick me a transmog and i will Ooh, let chat decide my transmog that would be fun let me know if you're gonna do that because i'll show up and watch It'll be interesting. I'm still, I'm playing with it. We'll see what happens. But no, that's what Endgame, I've been trying to get the mounts and then just still um, grinding out the story because we had new stuff that dropped yesterday and I haven't mm -hmm. done too much of it, but I've heard that it's really good. So I'm pretty excited. There is a hell of a cutscene for um for Alliance side. Horde will have been playing the story and they'll already know what's been in the works, but Alliance we see something pretty interesting happen. I'll have to talk about that next show because I haven't done it yet, so I will do it for next show. We'll talk about that next show. I'm not sure I even really want to approach it next show because I feel like we'll, we'll see what it's like, but I feel like it'd be a spoiler still even then, but we'll reassess at that point. We'll talk about it sometime. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to in-game? Well, um... I've been playing mainly WoW this week. I haven't really touched any other games other than Peggle on my phone, which is a great time waster. But I got the wild hair to play my druid. I don't remember if I mentioned that last show or not. And I level capped him just working on getting some gear for him. He's currently 363, so I'm getting him up there. And um, when I'm running out of sources of gear without going into dungeons and stuff because i want a group for that i have been tackling glory of the legion hero because 
Uh, if you do the Balance of Power questline for your Legion artifact and then do that achievement, you get a special appearance. And because I've been playing a Feral Druid, I want that skin. It's all like, it looks like a blue and white tiger with feathers sticking out of his head and it's just Ooh. awesome. That'd I've be been, pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love the purple one too. It's um, complete a fit level 15 keystone after getting Balance of Power unlocked and... I was doing 15s with very little problem in Legion, burping again, but nowadays it's like, I'm lucky if I can get in a group that can finish a 5 in time. Um, that's another thing I should do with actual people I know, because the group finder just, it, it seems like, I don't want to hate on anyone who uses the group finder, but it seems like the worst of the worst can be found there. Like. People who are either super toxic or just bad. The the Boralis, Siege of Boralis, is that the mythic that you have to do when you're doing something when this all first dropped? Was Siege uh, of Boralis, I think. Tear Guard that Sound. That's what it was. Yeah, it something. has, um, it culminates in running Siege of Boralis, which I do believe you actually have to do that to complete the storyline for um Kul'Tiran humans I think yes that they forced you to do that mythic and I did looking for a group group of that mythic and it took us four hours four Yikes. hours nine tanks I was committed though I was not leaving the group yeah it was because once done. it's done it's done yeah but it was a it was a pain in the ass and so no I think LFG is a great tool and if you get lucky I am jealous of you because I don't. That was a Mythic Zero? Yeah, it was Mythic Zero. It was terrible. It was Yikes. awful. I wasted, like my plan was to do that and then I was going to stream and then my plan was go to sleep because. And then you didn't sleep. It was done. It was awful. So much anger. Oh my God. I, I would have bailed on that. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have bailed on that after like an hour. I'd have been like, fuck this. This is garbage. I can't, I commit, like, it's just, I commit, and I stay, and I hate it, but then it's done, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I had this awful experience. This really does not sound fun. Maybe I should quit more. Nah. Uh, this is not related to anything, but I wanted to mention this on the show because it happened after we recorded the last one, and I thought it was really funny. You were streaming, like, last week or something at some point, and I was watching, and uh, your son would not go to bed, and he just kept showing back up. And then he dropped ass and then left, and it was hilarious. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, That is Miles, and he's he's usually pretty good, but every now and then he just he gets a little hair up his butt, and he's like, I, I don't want to go to sleep. I want to you know, come over here and see what you're doing. Come over here. And so every now and then I'll let him come sit in my lap and watch what I'm doing for a minute. And then, yeah, he just farted and dipped, and his <laughs> fart, God bless his little soul, his farts could freaking clear like a buffet. It's just bad. It might ruin the buffet. It is so bad. I don't know how that little body produces such bombs, but it does. <laughs> it does. And it's just silent, but deadly doesn't mean anything because it can be loud and deadly. It's just awful. But yeah, no, he did that. And I'm streaming, of course, so I can't like mom mode it. So I'm trying to be really sweet. And I was like, yeah, go to bed. You know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then he does that. And I just want to be like, you little shit. Like, 
<laughs> you just farted and left me. Um, I don't say little shit to my son often, but I bet that, that was, was his plan the whole mm, time. Mm, it was great. Yes, that did happen on stream. For the record, when I when I said in all caps in your chat, "Get wrecked," that's what it was about. <laughs> oh, I figured. I was just so shocked that he would do that, and then sitting here being like. I am on a camera. I have to be nice. Again, I am nice to my son, but like when your kid does that, you definitely go, are you serious? Like there's more than just, oh, go to bed, sweetie. Like you yeah. definitely acted differently than I would have. I wouldn't have cared if I was on camera. I'd have been like, dude, the fuck? Uh, like if it were my kid, I wouldn't even care if he were six years old. I'd be like, the fuck? The fuck, dude? Actually, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. No, but you still would have had a reaction of like, are you serious right now? Nope, yeah. I was I was quite pleasant, and I was just like, oh, you little shit. Like, ooh, well, this it's, is it's the, bad. This is the best conversation I've had about farts all week. Glad I could do that for you. Anyway, let's get, uh, I'm not even going to put a bumper in, but let's get WoW News out of the way because there isn't a whole lot to talk about, so I'm not even going to bother with a bumper. Um, well, news tonight at 11, doom. Okay, sort of a bumper. Anyway, like I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yes, the patch is out. Cool. You can go get your allied races. Cool. This is all stuff every show ever that existed during this time period has talked about. The information's out there. It's easy to unlock them, just time consuming. So you gotta have war campaign finished, Gotta have the respective um, story things finished in specific areas. Actually, I don't know if it counts war campaign, but whatever. And reputation. Look it up. Y'all good. Pretty much the only thing worth mentioning is because people are mad about it. The portal room that we've been told about for a long time. There's one in Stormwind, one in Orgrimmar, and I looked at them. And honestly, I feel like the Horde got a little gypped on their on their portal room because it's kind of small. But people are mad because um, in older cities like Dalaran or Shrine, although it happened in Shrine a long time ago, Blizzard went and culled a lot of portals. And uh, honestly, this is something I'm a little bit on the side of the players about, about people being mad because Blizzard said they got rid of them because they wanted the world to still feel big. My problem with that is if I'm going back into, say, Legion Dalaran. No, that's a bad example. No, it's not a bad example because they also got rid of portals down in the bottom where you like to Dalaran Crater and stuff. Or if I'm wanting to go somewhere specific, like say... I didn't think this out very well. Well, like Cavern of Times, you have those raids and those dungeons there. Yeah. There's no good... I guess you could do Oldham. They still have those portals, don't they? The Cataclysm portal? They, do. they have to have the Cataclysm. But and still, they... I have to go... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, you have to go to Stormwind to go to Oldham to still fly a decent amount to get to Caverns to do a raid that is multiple expansions old now, or a dungeon that's multiple expansions old. It's just... I think it is going to deter people from doing them. I'm right. not going to. Right, and the, the point I was trying to get to, and I didn't really find a good way to, I don't know, 
describe it, I guess, is that when I'm going to do something specific that's in old content, uh, say, for example, if they had gotten rid of the Cataclysm portals, which they didn't, but let's say they did for this. Say I needed to go to Firelands. Um, if I didn't have that portal, I would have to... I don't even know what I would have to do. I'd have to get we to... I think the, our only way to get to Kalimdor, then, is... Um, Exodar? Yeah, and then we'd have to go all the way across the continent. And Blizzard's logic is they want the world to feel big while you're on the way to do this. If I'm on my way to do old content, I don't really care how big the world is, because even those zones that are in the way is not current content. That's still Cataclysm content. I've done Cataclysm. We're on battle for azeroth now so this is honestly one of the things people on the forums that are getting butthurt about this is one of the times i agree with them now that said a lot of them are being way too toxic about it like fucking hell blizzard is doing dumb shit over and over blah 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 then get the fuck out of the game if you don't like it but portals give us our portals back yo i can understand people's upset and anger upsetness both about it because I'm still angry they took Volley out. And it's been multiple expansions since Hunters have had Volley. Like, eons now. It's not even a thing that Hunters probably remember. But, it, at the end of the day, it's not going to make or break the game for me. It just means running old content. I had a really sweet system when it came to running all the raids that can drop pets. Because of the, pator the portals. The portals. <laughs> the portals. The portals were strategically located where I knew I could go to X go to Y, go to Z, and I didn't have to go to Stormwind all the time. It's a little more inconvenient. I'm probably not going to do it as much anymore. No, yeah. I mean, I was, for the record, I was today years old when I found out Volley was taken out. I haven't played my Hunter in a very long time. But I will say, these portal rooms and the um, replacement portals they use to put in there look freaking awesome. I love that room. It's so cool looking. I agree. I've seen, I haven't been there yet, but I've seen pictures because people have posted it on like Twitter and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I think it, it looks great. Like I, I get why people are upset, but I think what they implemented looks pretty cool. Like if we never had portals before and they just dropped these in here, I would be very, very happy with this. Mm -hmm. See, this is. This is a change that I'm not that upset about because I can adjust. It's not as big a deal to me, but I'm, I, I kind of wish they hadn't. Like, I'm not going to lose my shit over it, but I wish it hadn't happened. So that's about as far as that goes for WoW News. Um, I guess we're going to get on to what should be the bulk of today's show is our discussion topic. I'll see you over there, Terart. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Shit! I'm literally still sitting in this chair, and yet we're in the discussion area. Space travel Magic. is weird. Anyway, so this is this is kind of a fun topic. Um for today our discussion is just we called it design a warfront because i didn't know what else to call it but t and i both came up with our ideas for what a warfront 
what Warfront could be put into the game. Um, my understanding is we approached it from different angles. Like you went and looked and looked to see what people are speculating about now, right? I had a base idea for what I kind of thought. And then yes, I did some research and I was like, where are some places? And my idea kind of lined up with, with one of the ideas. Which makes me think I'm totally not original at all, and that's fine. But yes, I kind of went in and looked, and it kind of followed what my thought process was a little bit. And I didn't do that at all. I just kind of thought on my own and came up with something, and I really, really hope we didn't end up picking the same zone. I'm letting you go first for that reason, because I am very good at switching things on my feet, and no one will ever know. So you go first. Oh, the mystery. Uh, So, before we get into this... I want to put this out there. We don't know what the next Warfront is going to be. We don't even have an announcement. Does anybody else sort of feel like we should have some Warfront information coming soon, TM? Cause I think so. I, I really like the Darkshore Warfront, um, even though I get a bit burned out spamming it over and over to try to get transmog pieces that I'm going to end up not even using. But anyway, here is my idea. Are you ready for this? It's... Go for it. Battle of Ashara. What? So that would be the zone directly north of Orgrimmar. And how I've set this up is with the Alliance's victory in Dizar Lore and the Zandalari fleet all but eliminated as a threat, the Alliance pushes the fight by invading Ashara in hopes of... in hopes of securing a foothold on Kalimdor right on top of Orgrimmar. The Horde caught wind of the Alliance's plans and managed to shore up Ashara's defenses. This is the first Warfront that is not a guaranteed win. Um, that's one thing I've been feeling about Warfronts is they're a little too much of a gimme. I want to have to earn it, you know? So the cycle will run pretty much the same as it does now for Warfronts. One faction will gather donations and resources and they'll turn stuff in until that loading bar gets up to 100, at which point they attack the zone for a few days. Now, during that period of fighting for control of the zone, the final tally of wins versus losses will decide whether the attacking faction takes control of Ashara or whether it stays under the control of the defending faction for another cycle. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Okay, so it's not guaranteed that you'll have it next cycle. You have to work for it. So the reason for this is that Ishara is right on top of Orgrimmar. It's right at the back door. And we gotta have, you know, a little bit of extra work, risk built into it. Um, similarly, a similar warfront could be designed for Elwyn Forest, since that that's right up next to Stormwind, but I didn't flesh that idea out. So, as far as progression for the warfront, I'll start with the Alliance. They'll begin with an airdrop into Talrendis, and Talrendis is actually a night elf area in the western side of Ishara. Um, it's basically a bit of a spillover from Ashenvale, since that's the next zone over. So the Alliance already technically has a presence in Ishara, and so we fly in there on our airship, making the there'd be like a cinematic where we're dodging the gigantic gun that's on uh, Bilgewater Harbor. Um, it's, you know, 
anybody who's been in that zone will know what I'm talking about. It's the zone that's shaped like a horde symbol, and there's a big fort on an island, and that fort has a giant gun on it. So, we airdrop into Telrendas, and we have to immediately capture Mountainfoot Strip Mine. Um, that's that big mine in Ishara. That's big area. Um, it's very large. We're not going to be able to capture all of it because on the far side, on the eastern side, the horde has set up like a blockade so that you don't have quick and easy access to the rear gate to Orgrimmar. So they're there. You can't get too close or they'll kill you. But you're getting your mining from your mining from there. You can get iron from there, and then from there, we have to establish some logging operations, and that's in the north of Telrendis. It's behind the mountain hill thing that Gallywick's Pleasure Palace is on. And uh, if this is listening, don't worry. I left Gallywick's Pleasure Palace alone. Not doing anything with that. But so you establish the logging, and that's where you get your wood from. And so between that and the mine, we turn in iron and wood. It's pretty formulaic to what we've had so far. We turn in those to build a few things. Um, the first of which is the gyrocopter depot because this warfront has aerial combat in it. Ashar is a really big zone. So um, we gotta have some air fighting, you know? And we also need to build four siege engines. All right, okay. So from there, we spread east to capture the ruins of Eldareth from the Naga, and that is then used as a staging point for the final attack against that fort in Bilgewater Harbor. And attacking and gaining control of that fort is how the Alliance and ultimately eventually the Horde takes control or takes control back of the zone. So after you capture the ruins of Eldareth, um, you build two altars. The first is the Altar of Seas. It'll allow you to recruit sea giants and tide elementals for your cause. And you build the Altar of Echoes, which um, you turn in resources and it'll give you a buff, similar to how there's an altar, I forget the name of it, in um, Stromgard. That'll give you a buff. So you build those two altars. You have the zone captured. And the last thing we need to build there before we can move on to the next objective is an armory. So you build the armory and it'll buff the damage and um, the health of the gyrocopters that you build. The last thing we need to capture before we take on the fort is Shattered Strand. That is the beach immediately behind the ruins of Eldareth. Um, and it's the last thing between the ruins and Bilgewater Harbor. There's three really big shredders, call them mega shredders. They're holding that beach. We need to take them down. And from there, once we get those down, we can launch our final attack against Bilgewater Harbor. The objective is to kill the big gun and disable the turrets that come from the forts down below. Um. So some players will take a gyrocopter and some will hop on boats and go onto the island and fight um, goblins and horde alike 
while fighting their way to the turrets and disabling them. Meanwhile, in the air, people in airplanes will be engaging in dogfights with goblin pilots and shooting at the big gun to get its health all the way down to zero. So then, once that big gun and the turrets are disabled, everybody lands and you fight the final boss or general or whatever you want to call it, and that's the end of it. Now, the Horde have a little bit different of uh, progression, but not, ulti not all that big. Um, everybody ends up capturing the same amount of points, doing the same amount of things. Um, the Horde, because their only way for this to make sense is if the Horde has the second after the Alliance, the Horde will airdrop into Talrendis, just like the Alliance, but they have to capture Talrendis because it's an, a night elf, night elf owned area. And capturing that automatically gains the mountain foot strip mine because there's then nothing holding it. Then they gotta go up and do the logging operations. They capture that from how the Alliance established it. And from there, it plays out exactly the same as for the Alliance. What do you think? I think you went into way more detail than I did on mine, but I like it. I really wanna play it and I'm sad that it'll never happen like that. Well, to, I don't know, make you happy, make you sad. It is, that is a theory, not exactly everything you said, but it is a theory that that might be one of the places we uh, we have our next warfront. Yeah, the only issue with Ashara being a warfront is it's a very large zone. It is huge. I remember questing it back out when you could as Alliance before we had goblins and all this stuff. And yes, it is, it is huge. Yeah, like when I was writing this down, I was on my troll druid in Blood of the Scribe on Boulderfist US. Go join that guild. That's the Thorns Guild. They'd love to have you. But um, if you want to play Horde, anyway. But I was flying around on my troll druid, and I'm like, holy crap, this this zone is huge. And how would this even be a warfront? What would we do? And it's just, you know, I was looking at it, thinking, yeah, I could see how this could work. But it's enormous. I almost feel like people would have to have flying mounts available in the warfront to make it worth it. Yeah, it, well, you could have some fast travel things, too. Like, they do that where you go touch this griffin and it's going to take you to this place. They do that now with the with Dark Shore to get onto the, um, the raft boat thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that is the zone that, I don't know if you've seen it since Cataclysm, but that's the zone that has that, like, goblin racetrack running all around it. Yes, you could use that. Maybe they could find a way to implement that. Because I've gotten on that a few times and just ran it on a mount. I think our gnomes would be more than happy to hack some goblin engineering. Oh, God, goblin engineering sucks compared to gnomes. Okay, if I can just soapbox for a second here... Why? Careful, because I'm a goblin engineer. Why the hell, when we kill Mechatork, that's the word I'm going to go with. Anyone who's done the fight might, whatever. Why, when we kill Mechatork, is the Mount Drop fucking Gallywix's mech? Why can't, what we finally had a golden opportunity to get a gnome mech. There is not a gnome mech anywhere in the game I mean, there's mechanical stuff made by gnomes you can ride on. There's a mechanical strider, blah, blah, blah. We could have had a freaking... Oh, that's not the topic. It just... 
Anyway, what's your Warfront idea? Oh my god. Well, you just heard this amazing, like, well-thought-out plan by Plaguey over here, and mine is not nearly as thought out, but oh, I will I'm tell sure you that I'm getting, getting to go with my first idea because you didn't steal my idea. I think we're going to go bear. I have not done any of the quests other than accept them yet, so anything oh, I say on. right now... Hold on. Um, you said we're going to go and then you're sound my cat yeah my cat did something dumb okay i think we're gonna go barons and i want you to know barons. i haven't done any barons southern barons specifically and i haven't done any of the quest as far as what just dropped in 8.1.5 so i have no idea if anything i'm saying is true or has been proven wrong because i haven't done them yet i waited for this show because i had this thought out already so here's my idea I don't think that the Tauren are happy with Sylvanas at all. And I think that Anduin or Gin, someone knows that. And we're going to make an attempt, because they have that gate that they built in Southern Baron, so the Alliance couldn't um, invade more. I think that we're going to attempt to go to the Tauren and talk to them directly, because Sylvanas has her thane up in um, Silvermoon. Like, it's pretty probably strong up there, because all the undead just had to vacate I'm betting that they're all in Silverdoon. I don't know. I haven't played the Horde, so I have no idea. But this is my theory, so we're going with it. Kalmador's pretty open. Like, yes, you have Orgrimmar, which is usually the capital of the city. But with Sylvanas coming in, she's kind of forgetting about it. And the Torrent have always been forgotten about. So I think we're going to go try to get Mulgor. And Sylvanas comes in to try and stop it. But I think we get the Torrent. Not as an alliance faction, but as an ally against Sylvanas. Hmm. Lore-wise, I could see that. Um, there are a couple of things I know about this patch that I'm not going to say that would complicate it. Like I said, I, I didn't want to do any of it because I liked this idea when you said, hey, let's do this. And I was like, oh, I don't want to know anything that happens because I want this idea to happen. But that, that's what I think has happened. I think we're going to have a fight for Southern Barons with the Horde coming in over um, Dorotar from Orgrimmar. And I think that we have to battle our way to the gates and then, you know, the Tauren let us in. You know, how do I word this without spoiling stuff? If it comes down to the end of the expansion... Sylvanas has got to go. They got to dispose of her, put a new war chief in place. I could see that happening. I also sort of want to avoid another Siege of Orgrimmar type scenario. But I think it would make lore sense if there were one single faction within the Horde that would be fully on board with um, temporarily working with the Alliance to get rid of Sylvanas, it would most likely be the Tauren. They're all about peace and whatnot. I mean, they'll kick ass when they need to, but they're all about peace. I love the Tauren. And I think I think Sylvanas's fall is going to be the Horde are going to turn on her. Not all of them, but enough are going to rally against her that she's going to have a split faction and that's how her demise is going to happen. I think if my scenario plays out, 
it's going to get to a point where Sylvanas is going to say to the Horde, burn the, the Tauren, like bomb them, whatever, like they're just a casualty, and that's not going to fly. Because I think the Tauren are a very respected race in the Horde because they are so peaceful but powerful. I think she's going to overestimate her pull and ask someone to do something that they're not going to do. And that's why the Alliance are going to get in because someone doesn't pull the trigger in time or someone aims wrong because they realize who she is. Because she doesn't care about life. We've seen that already in all of the cinematics and stuff. She doesn't care about the living or life. She has an end game and that is it. I can just hear all the... Sylvanas stands out there going to each their own like to each their own I can understand the draw to liking Sylvanas because she is a no-nonsense bitch who's getting her stuff done and we haven't had too much of that in this game she's standing up I don't agree with it but I could see how you could not you like you use yeah like yeah I know what you mean whoever the, it is the thing I'm constantly forgetting that I need to remember is a lot of people when they play a game want to play as the bad guy and all these years people have been insisting the horde aren't the bad guys they're just a different faction and you know I'll maintain that the horde are not the bad guys Sylvanas is that said there's a significant number of people out there who are playing in line um, like actual people playing the game, playing in line with um, with what Sylvanas wants to do because they want to play as the bad guy. And because there are... Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. There are quests within Horde War Campaign that make, that make you make a choice that will ultimately have an impact. You have to choose between one such thing and another such thing. And that's something I kind of envy the Horde on. It kind of, um, I've been actually thinking of going and playing my Horde tunes a little more. Um, not just for that two sides to every tale achievement, which by the way, anybody listening, you can get a sweet horse on the Horde with Horde armor or a pretty cool looking but weird looking wolf with Alliance armor for alliance if you get that achievement it's you pay play the war campaign for both sides anyway getting a little bit away from that i kind of want to go play my horde characters just to like kind of experience all that you know no i'm the same way i have a 120 mage 110 i don't know what level she is she's some level that i want to play just to see the story like i don't care about her gear or anything and i've been toying around with it but I just am so anti-Sylvanas, sorry. I'm so anti-Sylvanas, I just don't know if I can. Yeah. Well, I, that's actually why I think they're having you do choices in the game like that, so you can still feel the division that's in the lore between Sylvanas' idea of the Horde and the classic honor-bound version of the Horde, you know? Um, I, th I think one of the choices was in 8.1. Like I said, I haven't played a lot of Horde, but at one point you choose whether to stand with Sarfang or with Sylvanas, and it's that kind of thing that I think allows a lot of people to continue playing Horde. 
That said, I'm pretty much all in for Alliance right now. People can throw rotten tomatoes at me or something for that. But, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I say I am definitely Team Alliance. I can understand the draw to the Horde. I can. And I'm glad they're giving players that choice because I think a lot of people who were Horde were mad because they felt like the bad guys. Like, they actually felt like the bad guys. But... I just, I'm Alliance. I can't do the Horde. Yeah, how much uh, do you pay attention to the lore? Like, do you get way into it or just enough to know what's going on? Just enough to know what's going on. I used to get way, way into it, and uh, I have a kid and a job I have to maintain right now. So I, yeah. I limit myself on what I do. Well, um, if I may make a suggestion then, have you, do you listen to Sharku's podcast at... Um, shoe boots and um jared um merely a setback i have before like not regularly i'm really bad about listening to podcasts regularly because they get pretty well into the lore of things and it's pretty good way to know what all's going on or you can look for novel 87 on youtube you can like listen to his story on stuff while you're playing the game if you're not streaming it's pretty great anyway we've gotten way away from what we were discussing but that's not a problem no i think it's some good conversation it's a good discussion of the discussion topic yeah well that all said we are just reaching to the point now where it's time to go into the story uh i came up with the title have not written it just like last time where it was about i didn't you know i was listening to last week's um not last week the week before and it was the one with the story for my demon hunter. I never actually came up with a title. I just started recording the story. And I didn't realize it until after I put the episode up. And I'm not fixing it. I don't... It's so minor. Anyway. Thanks for joining us today. Um, enjoy the story coming up in a minute here. I'm Plaggy Boy. And I'm Turarts. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter now. It's at LoadScreenPod. Yep, you can go ahead and follow us there. You can follow Turarts at Turarts, T-U-R-A-R-T-S. You can follow me at PlaggyBoy, P-L-A-G-G-Y-B-O-Y. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this right now. So if I say it, I have to actually do it. I'm going to have a Discord ready for y'all with... I'll announce the details on the next episode. How's what? that sound? Woo! Alright. Oh, that clipped my audio. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, see you next week. Shirella Ron, nerds. Bye. <laughs> Story time. Time. Feather and Claw, the story of a druid, by Plaggy Boy. So, judging by the title, you might have expected this to be a fanfic. It's, uh, it's not. It's more a small collection of my misadventures from when I first started playing way, way back in Late Burning Crusade. 
The first character I ever made was Volfane, my night elf druid. Incidentally, that character still exists, although now he's known as Dr. Pinch, a troll druid on Boulderfist, US. Anyway, I don't remember how I came up with the name Volfane, but I don't think it was randomized. I do, however, remember my first few minutes after logging in. I'd pick Druid because, of course, Druids could turn into cats. Imagine my disappointment as a noob to not only WoW, but MMOs in general, when I found out that I would need to level up before I could be a kitty cat. And back then, Druids didn't get cat form until level 20. We also only had one variant of cat form per race, at that point just Night Elf and Tauren. Not to be deterred, though, I had a mission. When I logged in, two of my friends were also online on X-Fire, or is it pronounced Crossfire? I never knew. Which was the main go-to for gamers as far as instant messaging back then. Combining voice comms and text chat wasn't really all that popular, shocking, I know. So TeamSpeak, not TeamSpeak 2, not TeamSpeak 3, TeamSpeak was separate and X-Fire was for chatting. We weren't in voice comms, so I messaged my one friend. We'll call him Major Reno for now. That wasn't his online name, but he was playing a gnome mage back then, so it fits. My other friend was playing a human rogue, so let's call her Rogue Reno. When I messaged my friend, he added me to their guild. I can't remember the name, so let's just call it Gilderino. When I got in, I said something in guild chat that made sense to me at the time, but to them, seasoned WoW players that they were, it must have been a bit nonsensical. Hi, I'm near Teldrassil. You have to understand my background to get why I told them where I was. My experience with online gaming at that time was limited mainly to Halo PC, so I was used to finding my friends on the map in a team game and coordinating to take down the enemy. That was apparently not the case in WoW, which was foreign to me. Yes, I know where you are, Majorino said. I was confused, so I just kind of stood there, waiting, thinking they were coming. After about ten minutes of just walking around, I asked them... Um, am I supposed to be doing something? Quests, was the simple answer. What are quests? It was the facepalm heard around the world. I was kicked from the guild. I was so, so confused. But my friend invited me back after explaining to the dickhead who kicked me that I was brand new to the game, to MMOs, and to RPGs in general. I got an apology, accepted it, and then was told what quests were. Can you help me then? There was a pause. You have to learn yourself. I was a bit annoyed. Major Reno and Rogue Reno had convinced me to try the game, and I had no clue what I was doing. A bit of direction would have been helpful. So I eventually found quest givers, figured out what the quests were, and did my best to do them. For those who were not playing back then, the game didn't point out on the map where you were supposed to go for your quests. You either had to figure it out for yourself or use an add-on called Quest Helper, which I, of course, did not have. Eventually, my friends did come to Teldrassil, but instead of helping me, we just kind of stood there, hanging out, eventually getting in voice comms. They taught me about slash dance and slash cheer. You know, the important stuff. Then out of nowhere, they both just disappeared. I thought they had logged off, but it turns out the mage had just gone invisible and the rogue had gone into stealth. I was flabbergasted and all the more excited when they told me I would be able to disappear as well with the night elf racial. My memory becomes a bit fuzzy after that, but I was hooked. Leveling was hella slow for me, but I remember vividly when I hit level 20, found the trainer, and trained my cat form. 
I was so happy. I took a lot of screenshots, none of which I still have, and whispered them excitedly about how I had gotten my kitty form, as I put it. I've told other stories of my early days in WoW on Campfire Chronicles in the past, but maybe I'll retell them here eventually. For now, this is where I leave you, the part heartwarming, part cringeworthy first day I had in WoW. This is part one with more maybe to come. There's a reason I'm calling this series Feather and Claw, so thanks for listening.